This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians. go to strip clubs before I knew Jesus. I was, you know, I was part of that world. I mean, I, I went to the clubs. I went, you know, I did all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't want to allow the enemy an opportunity to put me in a position that makes me appear to be their enemy now when I'm hoping that Jesus, who wants to be their redeemer and their rescuer, might want to use us in that process. So I don't want them to have this mindset that Calvary Chapel Miami Beach is the enemy because we're not. We're not the enemy. Did you know that there is a way to hate sin, but still love the sinner? Very often, we as Christians come off as hateful towards the sinner, and this in turn makes unbelievers feel rejected. Pastor Robert will be encouraging us to be like Jesus and to hate the sin, but love the sinner enough to tell him the truth with compassion. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. Social media is wonderful, but dangerous. One of the things that I get cautioned all the time, you know, the, the location services, you know, where, I mean, people checking, I check in here at the church, you know, I want everybody to know I'm, I'm at the church, you know, check in at the church, you check in at Walmart, you know, so that you find out what deals they've got going on or whatever. But do you understand if your whole family checks in in Albuquerque, there are people who are monitoring. I mean, they've already doc, they've documented burglaries that are happening because, okay, they're, they're not home. This is great. We have to think. We have to think, but in the context of our passage, it's critical that you and I not just say or post whatever comes to our mind. You may very well alienate the people that God has you here to reach. A few years ago, there was a, um, there was a TV studio on Lincoln Road. You know, one of the, I think I mentioned it before, Barry Diller had a, had a TV studio right on Lincoln Road, right where the Yucca restaurant is these days, and the glass face there, and you could walk by and, and see them taping their shows and everything, and, and, you know, at the time, we were right on that corner, so they called me a couple of times to come and, and be on, their, on their, their local TV talk show. And the first time they did it, they said, listen, we, we, uh, we'd like to have you come on and, and great opportunity for you to come and share what you believe and, and promote the church on, on the local television and everything. We want to do a, a show that's focused on the strip clubs that are so close to churches and elementary schools. It's what we'd like to focus on. And I said, you know what? I really appreciate you calling me, but I think I'll pass. And, and I remember the lady, she couldn't believe it. It's like, do you understand? We're offering you the opportunity to be on television, 
to promote the church, to, to talk about what you believe and talk about your faith and, and talk about the Bible. You can talk about anything you, you want to talk about and, and, and it'll be great. Are you sure you don't want to do this? I said, no, I, I really don't think so. And she kept pressing. And I finally said, listen, here's the thing. See, I wasn't born yesterday. And I know that what you're going to do is, is present me in an adversarial posture against the strippers. But I'm hoping to reach some of the strippers. Jesus loves the strippers. I know it sounds weird, but you, you guys all know what I'm talking about. He died for them just like he died for me. And I used to go to strip clubs before I knew Jesus. I was, you know, I was part of that world. I mean, I, I went to the clubs. I went, you know, I did all kinds of crazy stuff. I don't want to allow the enemy an opportunity to put me in a position that makes me appear to be their enemy now when I'm hoping that Jesus, who wants to be their redeemer and their rescuer, might want to use us in that process. So I don't want them to have this mindset that Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach is the enemy because we're not. We're not the enemy. We're actually supposed to be a source of grace and hope. And See, listen, as John James talked to us about last week, there are so many people still on the outside, as the Bible words it. They're still out there stumbling along, wandering around in the darkness, just trying to find their way home. And you and I are the ones who've been sent to take them by the hand and lead them to Jesus Christ. Do you understand that? We're supposed to be the candle in the midst of all the darkness. That means living deliberately. It means being wise toward them. Do you remember what we talked about a couple of weeks ago? Who are you praying for? Who are you praying for? Is there somebody, somebody in your world that you've identified who's just wandering around in the, in the darkness, you know, trying to find meaning and purpose and hope and trying to find joy and trying to find answers and, and they're, they're wandering around and, and they're going out to parties and they're doing all the things that, that human beings do, you know, in search of pleasure, in search of hope, in search of, of meaning, but you've been positioned by God in their world to pray for them. And to watch for the opportunities, to invite them to come with you to church, to invite them to come with you to one of the ligament groups, one of the small groups. You know, there's some people in your world, some people around you who would be completely freaked out by the idea of coming to church with you, but they'll go to a small group with you. And, and then there may very well be people who would be freaked out by the idea of going with you to the little intimate small group setting, but they would go with you to the sunrise service out on the beach. Come on, it'll be great. It's Easter. It's, it's going to be right out on the sand. And, and they would go with you. But are you watching for the opportunity? Are you paying attention? Are you living deliberately? Are you walking in wisdom toward those who are outside? Aware that, that some of them are just looking for an opportunity to just trample your words underfoot. But some of them are desperately hoping that you really believe what you say you believe. And that maybe, maybe if, if they watch you, they can find the way home. The second thing that he talks about here is redeeming the time. Redeeming the time. It's an interesting phrase. There's a couple of times in Scripture where that phrase is used, redeeming the time. Redeeming. What is redeeming? Well, it's like you're buying it back. You're taking it back. Time. How do you take back time? Well, listen to what 1 Peter chapter 4. Listen to what Peter says. Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 4, he says, Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind. For he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. 
We've spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lewdness, lust, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. Peter says, listen, here's the thing. We spent enough time doing the stupid things. We spent enough time, you know, engaged in, in those those futile pursuits that we're trying to bring fulfillment. We're, we're, you know, we're trying somehow to, to find the meaning of life. We're, we're going out and partying. We're doing the, the things that people who don't know God do. We, we did that. We did it long enough. We need to not do that anymore. We need to be about his business now. You know, we need to realize God doesn't have us planted here in Miami to continue living as we did before we knew Jesus. We need to redeem the time. We need to take it back from those pursuits. We need to take it back from the, the self-indulgences, the self-centered pursuits. And we, we need to actually now be serving Jesus day by day with our time. That's what he's talking about. Redeem the time. Redeem the time. You know, when we started, when Calvary Chapel Miami Beach started, we were just a handful of people and we believed that God had given to us the responsibility to reach the beach for Jesus because nobody else was even trying. Not at that time. Not at that time. Nobody else was really even trying. Now, l- l- let me explain myself with that because there, there were a few Spanish-speaking congregations. There was a, a Portuguese-speaking congregation. There, there, but as far as the, you know, the English-speaking community, the churches that were still here were teaching everything but Christianity, everything but the Bible. Nobody was actually focused on reaching the beach with the gospel, and God put it on our hearts to do that. But when I look at it now, almost 20 years later, like 19 years later, there are roughly 300 of us, but the mission hasn't changed. Do you understand? The mission hasn't changed. And I see the light kind of affecting the darkness a little bit. It's permeating the darkness. When I started, when when we first came here and started, the Miami Beach was just, it was utter darkness, utter darkness. And there was no Christian witness really in the community. It it was just not happening. Today there is. Today there is. You and I have such an opportunity to have a profound impact in the city of Miami Beach for Jesus Christ. Such an opportunity. And we need to be sure that, that we're redeeming the time, that we're not just, you know, living as though we have all the time in the world. You know, some, some of you, I've, I've noticed over the last few weeks, as, as I've mentioned the rapture and I've mentioned the idea that, that we don't have much time left before Jesus is coming for us. And some have resisted, you know, so why, why the focus on that? Why the focus on, on you know, end of the world? No, no, it's, it, it, actually, it's not the end of the world. It's the beginning of a new era that I'm focused on. When we're taken out of here, do you understand that you're not going to have any more opportunity to reach people? Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited. God has been doing some amazing things with Main Thing Radio. Opportunities to air Main Thing Radio are popping up all over the United States. We are so thankful to God for what He is doing. And we would love to see Main Thing Radio continue to expand, sharing the gospel, teaching God's word all over the world. But of course, bringing you Main Thing Radio on this station comes at a cost. We purchase time on this radio station and this program has been professionally produced. While we certainly don't want to pressure anyone into giving, we would like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting Main Thing Radio. Your support will open up more doors for Main Thing Radio. 
To make a secure donation, please log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. Now here's Tracy with some more information about the Main Thing Radio podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Join us next time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.